everyone. Welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode, we take a look at a movie that was released during this week in history. We're starting with mostly movies released in 1998. We hope that you enjoy our show. We encourage you to participate here in discussion about the episode and what you hope to see in future episodes. This is Ryan. Hey, I'm Steve. You know what? We've been doing this for how long? And I just realized we have a typo. Yeah. I have I'm, not. I've So we are horrible at script reading. <laughs> no, I'm really good at script reading because I we do just, this a you lot. just missed the typo? Yeah, I, I notice it. I just know how to avoid it. because you know how to go past it. Yeah, because I had to do those all the time when I was doing I got you. live reads. So. I got you. Yes. So... We're back, and we're going to be doing a movie from 1998. This I know week. the first time in a few weeks. Um, it's been a long week. <laughs> I've <laughs> yeah. been everywhere. Yeah, I've been. You in made my it house. to Bloomington. Yeah, you said. I got 45 minutes away north. <clears throat> I made it to Canada and back. But I do have a good movie story about okay. going to Bloomington. Oh, I have a good one as well. I can tell you. Go yeah. first. So, um, my daughter's in sixth grade, and mm-hmm. where we are. That's when you have to get all these shots. So she got three shots that mm-hmm. day. She did really well. So I'm like, okay, we're going to spoil you. Mission Impossible just came out. Oh, and yeah. um, it was playing at IMAX. Mm-hmm. And it was shot in IMAX. So even though I could have seen it a lot cheaper, I'm like, I want to go to IMAX. IMAX. So we went up there. And this is the first time my daughter's seen something in IMAX. And she's oh, used to okay. the theaters here, which don't have the best sound or anything like that. Oh, so this is a new experience for her. Yes. And she's one that doesn't like a lot of loud stuff. Um, it always bugs her anyway. Mm-hmm. So the m- movie's about getting ready to start. And before the previews, they did a thing that first week that Mission Impossible was out last weekend where um, there's a movie coming out by um, Damien Chazelle, the guy that did La La Land and mm-hmm. Whiplash. Yeah. It's about Neil Armstrong called First Man, I think. Okay. And they shot that in IMAX. So before the trailer started anything, the first thing they do with the sound and the picture and everything is they have a five-minute clip of this movie, and it's pretty much a first-person view of the shuttle going off. Mm. Now, this movie looks amazing. I don't want to see it. You know, it was mm-hmm. a cool scene. Right. But it was so loud and so much. Like, I kept looking over at my daughter, and, like, she was squinting and, like, kind of hunched in her seat. Like, like oh, God, what is this? Yeah, she, like, it was blowing at her. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if we're going to make through this. I'm like, I don't want to <clears> eat, like, 20 dollars in IMAX tickets. Yeah, so. no. Um, we got through that. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah. And then like they had previews <laughs> and then she was able to get like acclimated to it. Okay. But yeah, they, they wow. start out like the first thing she ever sees of IMAX is just rumbling and explosions and everything going on. I'm like, oh, wow. I don't know if we're going to make this, but that is the way to watch that movie. It was awesome. Was that good? Yes. I love the movie, but you know, seeing it that way, mm-hmm. cause like I said, it was shot in IMAX and right. every once in a while the whole screen is just full. And oh man! It was really the, the stunts in it and everything. I love the movie. I want to see it again, but I'm not paying for it. I'll just well, yeah, go see it yeah. somewhere else now. Yeah. So we decided to take movies with us, and uh-huh. every, and we got to share movies. When you're I, in our uh, country up to the north. When I was in America's Hat. Yep. Yes. Um, it, it keeps us warm. Mm-hmm. Absorbs all the cold air up there. Yep. By the way, it's like 89 degrees with a 98 degree feels like. Yeah, with humidity. Here. Yes. I'm ready to go back up there. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so we get to see movies. I got to see Peter Jackson. It's either his first movie or one of his first movies. Okay, which one? Dead Alive. Oh, my God. I love Dead oh Alive. Oh, my God. I kick ass for the Lord. I kick ass for the Lord. That guy, as a matter of fact, I said, I am going to make a D&D character monk. And that's going to be his tagline. Uh, I, I kick, kick ass for was, the Lord. I kick arse for the Lord. Yeah. Arse. Yeah. That was Is one that of, the first time you ever seen that one? That's the first time I've ever seen oh. that movie. And I kid you not, 
I was laughing hysterically at a lot of it. Uh-huh. But when they go to pull the teeth out, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, God, hold me. Because <laughs> I have this thing about teeth being pulled out. Uh-huh. I can watch anything. I can watch, like, people's getting their arms ripped off. And I got a problem with that. But with the teeth getting pulled out, I was like, somebody hold me. <laughs> so you're not a fan of Marathon Man either, then? No, right? not really. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I like Marathon, but that you know, scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was my that was a fun movie. I really yeah. oh yeah really it's, it's enjoyed his second that movie. It's his, a second. His first movie is called Meet the Feebles, I think. <laughs> okay, and it's have you seen previews for the Happy Town Murders with yeah. like all the puppets? It's yeah. pretty much that, but oh, a lot okay. more low budget. Okay, fair enough. But the way I saw Dead Alive was, I was in my uh, film class, mm-hmm. and a lot of people took this class just as easy A. Blow you off. know, yeah. yeah, hey, I get to watch movies, and the teacher would show a lot of different stuff. So we saw a Beat Takeshi film mm-hmm. the week before, Hanabai and Fireworks, and there was a few bloody parts, and all these girls were like, ew, it's so gross, I don't like this stuff, why are you showing us that? Oh. He got so pissed. Oh so my next God. week, he said, all right. You want to see blood? You want, Yeah, he's like, you want to see something gory? We're going to watch the first Splatstick movie. And he it showed was, us did a lot. It was hilarious. Watching it with, like, 50 college students is the oh best. My. It was so good. Yeah. It, it's a movie that, well, if you got 50 squeamish college students, you're probably wrong. But if you've got like, you know, the college students that are like, oh, hold me. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, and you just hold them tight. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, having seen it there the first time, I, I just sat there and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> this this wins the weekend. Yeah. This This is it. It's yeah. over. Nothing is going to be as good as what's happening right now. Yes, when he like pretty much goes back into the birth canal of his <laughs> giant mother. That's... And the giant teats hanging out. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the um, dinner scene in that is just oh my so God. wonderful. Yeah. When the two zombies start making out, and then they start banging on the table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I started laughing. Yeah, that, that movie's wonderful. And you look at that movie, you're like, and someone had the balls to give this guy $300 million and um, the rights to the Lord of the Rings series. Hey, it worked. Yeah, it did. Speaking of that, uh, the Lord of the Rings extended editions, mm-hmm. back to back to back, tomorrow, Peoria Civic Center. The uh, first one starts at like 10 in the morning. Third one starts at like 10 at night. 7.30 or yeah, 8 at night. I know, I was about to say. And I, I was looking at it going, I need to do this. Those seats wouldn't be comfortable enough. No. I'd want to do it. Like, I'd want to do it, a, like, in a house. Yeah. Like, here, for example, on the couch. Yeah, we have nice couches where you can stretch There's a bathroom out. right over there we yeah, can go exactly. to. Yeah, exactly. It'd just be too much to I be think, in those. I think you're probably right. Um, Gen Con's going on this weekend, too. I could see it going on there. Mm-hmm. I would probably try to watch it at Gen Con. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm here. So, I'm not at Gen Con. No. Um, so, a couple quick stories I need to tell you about. Because I said I was going to publicly humiliate these people. Okay. So, here it goes. Public humiliation. Sorry. Um... I was requested to take honey barbecue chips with me mm-hmm. because apparently they don't have honey barbecue chips in Canada. I don't know if I could live in Canada anymore. Well, it's not that bad. They make up for it with other stuff like poutine. Oh, God. <laughs> that was good. Um, anyway, so I take the honey barbecue chips and we're all we're sitting around. We're eating our, our lunch and <clears throat> I look up and I'm eating chips just mm-hmm. like you eat chips, right? And the person sitting across from me is eating them with a fork. Does he put? Did he put ketchup on it? No. Oh okay. no! It was just couldn't get anything on their hands uh-huh. like that. So eating with a fork, which I get them not getting anything in your hands. That's cool. But it was just funny to watch, like digging into a bowl. Like think of it like cereal, yeah. like digging into a bowl oh, <laughs> with a fork of you, chips. You think they'd fall off? No, because they would. They catch them in between the tongs. Oh okay. And it was like eating them like almost like almost like an old fashioned fancy cigarette. Yeah. 
you know, you okay. pick it up like that. I so. don't think I've ever seen a person. No, I've never seen that. I, I asked about ketchup because one of my good friends growing up was from Montreal, oh. and he'd always get ruffles and then just squirt like a giant thing of like. So is it a Canadian thing? Yeah, I guess they have ketchup chips up there. Oh, at least in Montreal. Oh. Well, like, Montreal's like French Canada. Yeah, but he'd put it in there and shake it up, and then yeah, you'd have ketchup chips. Interesting. Yeah. So the second thing that happened that I had to laugh about, <clears throat> um, we stayed in this house that uh, had a bunch of rooms. We all got our rooms and everything else. But one day we found out, and it's on the lake, but one day we up the up the street from us, we found out there's a public beach. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, let's walk up to the public beach. So we do. Uh, but on the walk, um, I can't remember if it was to the beach or we were walking somewhere else. Uh, there was a snake on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Just a garter snake, right? Who cares? Scream, not me, scream like a girl. <laughs> and I'm just going, it's it's just a garter snake. Just, it was just hilarious. Oh! And I'm like, okay, sure. But, so I had to publicly, publicly humiliate for those two things. Yes. But at the same time, I can't, I can't really fault him for them. Yeah, but... I'm just thinking, a snake in Canada. That thing lo- lost the genetic lottery, man. <laughs> a garter snake in Canada. Those things are like warm-blooded. So yeah, how did it survive this? How does it survive the winter? I, I don't know. He's just like, God damn it. Well, his, I bet his burrow has like a little heater. Mm-hmm, yeah. He just burrows back in. there. He's like, all right, I'm gonna turn on the. Kind of like you always like blame your parents for where you live. That yeah. snake's just like, why? Why couldn't I be like Uncle Harry and live in Florida? <laughs> um. So that being said, Winnipeg was a blast. Yeah. Um I could live up there in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It's it's a beautiful town, beautiful people. Um, they were all friendly. I you know, except for the border agent who gave me a really hard time and interrogated full me. Full cavity search. It was the full cavity search. It yep. was it was. I walked funny for a couple of days, but mm-hmm. I got over it. He was a, he a big guy too. Yeah. I mean, you think these Canadians are friendly? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> that guy a, was not friendly. Not a border security patrol. He, I think he was probably American. Yeah, I think probably. he was secretly American. <laughs> he lived in the, I don't know what it's called, Pembina? Pembina? I don't know what the hell the name of the town's called. I can't remember what they said it was yeah. called. But I'm sure he lived in the American version of that town. Yep. He was on the American side. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm coming to work today to fuck somebody up. Yep. And that was, that was me. Mm-hmm. So. At least you got over there and you got back. <clears throat> I got over there. Um, I gave them a hard time because they have this... We went to a zoo the first day. Because, you know, we were waiting for timing to get out to the place and everything mm-hmm. else. And the zoo is called... I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Like, actually what it's called. Yeah. Because I just call it Assinboni. Assinboni? Because that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So it's Assinboni Zoo. I don't know All what right. it's called. Yeah. But everything's in French, too, and that's weird. Mm-hmm. Because French is weird. Yeah. And kilometers per hour, but their kilometers per hour speed limits mm-hmm. equate basically on the inner on, on their version of the interstate. Yeah, equates to about sixty five miles, not quite sixty five miles an hour on ours. So pretty. And, and North Dakota was seventy five. Yeah, I knew some like Wyoming. I don't think they have one. No, I think Wyoming is just get the hell out of our state as quick as you can. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't belong um, here, go. North Dakota was I. I got to Fargo, mm-hmm. and I saw Montana over on the horizon. Yeah, because that's just how flat it is. Mm-hmm. It's just there was Montana right there. Anyway, 1998. Yep. Let's travel back in time. All right. Um, To travel back in time further. Yes, but yeah, let's travel. Let's travel to 1998. Yeah, let's go to 1998 first. So, late summer has, you know, there's been a few hits. There's been, like, critical hits. There's been Truman Show, Out of Sight. Both did really well critically. Only Truman Show did well financially. 
Um, so now we've hit a long lull, though. We've had mm-hmm. stuff like Armageddon, uh, nah. Godzilla. Nah. A lot of movies that aren't doing as well as people thought they were. Because remember, Godzilla, before that movie was going to come out, people thought it was going to be the biggest thing. It was going to be as big as Jurassic Park. You know, this is going to be as yeah. big as Titanic. Titanic, watch out. You know, we might Here have comes another Godzilla one. Back. Yeah. <laughs> God, think about that now. Think about think about that for a minute. Titanic is usurped at the box office. Mm-hmm. And the number one movie of all time is Godzilla. Yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Didn't even get close. No. So, th- it's been a while <laughs> since they've had a critical and, you know, very big financial success. And this is what Saving Private so, Ryan turns out to be. It turns inter- out to be the biggest movie in 98. Inter Spielberg, Hanks, mm-hmm. and Damon. Not even Damon at this. Well, time, not right? even Damon at this point, but he he was good in the movie. I th- yeah, I think he wasn't. He, yeah, he wasn't in a big of it, but they promoted him a lot because he has just won the Oscar for right. um, Goodwill Hunting Goodwill. a few months before. Yep. So him and Ben are the biggest thing right now. So he's got this little role in this movie. He is the Ryan that they are trying to save. Which I'm extremely disappointed because my Captain Tight Pants was not the right Ryan. Yeah. I know, I forgot that he was in this until yes. I watched it again. I'm like, oh, Captain wow. Tight Pants yeah. is in this. Nathan, a really young a Nathan. A really young Nathan Fillion. Um, hot off the Australian soap opera tour. Yes. I believe. Uh, but Captain Tight Pants is not the correct Private Ryan. Yes, but this was the biggest movie of the year. Yeah. Um, it was number one. <clears throat> and you just think, 20 years later, even something this big. I mean, last year we had a movie very similar to this with a... Huge director, Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. World War II movie. Yep. Big, not as big a star as Tom Hanks, but, you know, and Tom, Tom, um, Tom, Tom Hardy. Not Tom, Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. <laughs> not that would have been an interesting movie. Yeah, Tom Hardy in it. He's inflating the Spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, I mean, it didn't... I don't even know if it cracked the top ten. It'd probably be right about ten. It did probably. about the same amount. It but, was fine. Yeah, so, but Saving Private Ryan was the biggest movie. And what this did was... This started the whole... Oh my gosh, think of how many movies came out after this. And this World started the renaissance of World War II and really showing... Thin Red Line. Yeah. God, that movie was terrible. That was bad. I expected more out of it. Yeah. Uh, but this was the movie that really started this renaissance of really appreciating what these people did. After this, the Greatest so, Generation tag was oh, created. Yeah. Tom Brokaw did it. Um, Steve Ambrose did lots of books on yeah, it. This begat um, Band of Brothers on HBO, mm-hmm. which... I love as I love well. It. Um, yeah, and it just started this, I'd say, about 10-year cycle of trying to mm-hmm. make other World War II movies. Um, yeah. Pearl Harbor, not that long uh, after, which was, they're like, okay, all. let's take Titanic and mash it with Saving Private Ryan. This is going to be the biggest movie ever. And no, it was brutal. It was terrible. I won't even get into that one. Yeah, um, but we had stuff like uh, Stalingrad. We yeah. had like uh, said, Enemy at the Gates. Enemy at the Gates. Yeah, that's that's what it was called. Yeah. Um, there like, were lots. Yeah, tons of lots these and lots kind of, of movies. movies at this point. The John Woo one, Wind Talkers. Wind, um, yeah, Wind Talkers with uh-huh. um, Mel Gibson. No, no. Yeah, that, uh, um, shoot, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Mel Gibson was Mel in, Gibson uh, was We Were Soldiers. Yeah, which was which Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, but we had a lot of these World War Two movies. I mean, even a few years ago, the really underappreciated Fury. Oh yeah, was out. Which. Fury is an interesting one because I can't stand Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. And he was good in that. And he was really good in that Except movie. Except for he didn't shower the whole time he was on set because he wanted Which to be a character. Yeah. But that ties into Saving Private Ryan. 
did you know they made all the actors go through a boot camp except no. Matt Damon because they actually wanted, wanted him to a be resentment yeah. against him. Yeah. And I guess there actually was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they were like they they treated they treated Matt Ryan or Matt Damon special on the set. Uh-huh. He got his own special stuff. Didn't yeah. have to do boot camp. Didn't have to be out in the rain for the shots. Yeah, because they're like because they wanted that to be because the whole movie's like I hate this prick. Why is yeah we're we're we're, we're dying killing, for this kid. Yeah, we're getting killed for this one kid. What makes yeah. him so special? So let's start with a look at where we are at this time. All right. So the um, the week before. <laughs> Um, that's when something about Mary actually came out that we talked about. Yeah. Um, it's still doing well. It only yep. dropped 8%, so that's still doing well, but that's, um, number five is Armageddon. Number four is something about Mary. Lethal Weapon 2 is number two. Last week's number one was Mask Zorro. of Zorro. It's dropped down to two, and we have Saving Private Ryan, which made $30 million, which is pretty decent for a two and a half hour graphically violent World War II drama. Today's you, dollar, it made 60 which again, I'd say is very close to what Dunkirk did last year. I think Probably. it did about that too. I mean, and and the thing about Saving Private Ryan, it starts off strong and keeps going, and it just keeps going. The yearly number one, uh huh. Worldwide number two. Yeah, I think it was behind Armageddon. Yeah, probably. I mean, even to this day, if you look at it, some of these numbers are still, uh huh. You know, number and, one World War Two movie of all time. Oh, the other ones we didn't. Um, which are all good in, of, in and yeah. of themselves. But keep it, I mean, you, you talk about the epic proportion of this movie. This movie's three hours long. Mm-hmm. We skipped somewhere. Our time is off. That's weird. We're off by quite a bit. So if we skipped somewhere back here a minute ago, I, sorry. I apologize for that. Yeah, how is that going? I don't know. All right, so it's going to sound, it might sound weird, so we're sorry. Yeah. So, hopefully it picked back up and we're back on a regular scale now. It looks like we're about 10 seconds off and holding steady. Uh-huh. So that's okay. We'll um, just be like Kung Fu or something, but they can't see us, so. Hey-ya! What the Yeah. Um, but Saving Private Ryan is one of those movies that just stayed strong because people knew about it. Mm-hmm. And they kept hearing about it. And they just kept going to see it. Yeah, and it, it's one of those movies that there's a lot of big movies, a lot of popular movies that are big. People talk about it for like a week or two. Goes away. That's it. You know, it wasn't a, this. There's a lot of big movies that I was like that. This wasn't it because this, like I said, started that whole renaissance of World War II because this is the first movie that really showed the gory battles. Because if you think yes. back to the days of John Wayne and Gary Cooper and everybody like that that was making Burt Lancaster, all of them making the movies. Person sh- gets shot, falls over dead. That's it. Yeah, there's no you blood. Know. There's no anything no, else. Yeah, there's no blood. There's no gore. There's I mean, no suffering. Nobody's scared. Is the most iconic scene of this movie still the very first what twenty minutes? Oh yeah, the first twenty five minutes with D Day. Yeah, that is oh, yeah, still I mean, like, the most iconic scene. It's still talked about in papers today. Yeah, because it, it's it's so jarring. It is. Now, you're much more of the film aficionado than I am. Mm-hmm. The camera work at that scene, was it not fairly revolutionary for that scene? Yeah, you know, um, this is at the time when you can p- make cameras much more portable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it before. Scorsese's been doing it for years, but it was really hard. You know, you couldn't have done what Scorsese did with tracks and everything like that out here. So they got, like, a steady cam, and usually it's really shaky, but they sure. made it... 
So it wasn't as shaky, but still shaky for the scene. It just got right into it. You know, the cameramen were going through the same sort of stuff as these people were. Right. And it gives you the audience a feel like you are storming the beach with them. Right. So, you know, it, it starts off strong. Mm-hmm. And let's kind of set the scene. I think one of the first things you see is inside this landing craft. And you see... Well, even but you know, if you want to start at the very <clears> beginning... Well, you want to start at the very beginning. It's the cemetery, it's the cemetery. at D-Day, and then right. we go back The old time. man. Yeah. The old man walking into a cemetery at D-Day. You don't with know his, who the old man is. Yeah, with his family. You think it's um, Tom Hanks' character Probably, this time. Well, you think it's going to be Tom Hanks because of the way they fade. Yeah, which is a cheat. You which know, is I, a cheat. I still say to this day, that was a cheat by Spielberg. It was. And, you know, you it off. doesn't really work. Because the way they do that, it is breaking that rule of cinema yes it is um but so he walks into this into the cemetery and he's looking at something uh-huh. obviously a grave yes you don't know whose you don't know what it is he looks down and the next thing you see is tom hanks look up mm-hmm. in the boat in the landing craft yeah, in the landing craft water splashing over him and again you know it was before this time because they started making world war ii movies when world war ii was still going on. oh yeah yeah, um, my, my grandpa got invited to a premiere, this is post-World War II, mm-hmm. to a premiere of a World War II movie because it yeah. was about his unit. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they had it going on, and they didn't want to, it, at this time, hey, don't show that they were scared. Don't, you know, they have to be no. manly. They ran into it. So they never showed what it was like. And this movie starts out, people are terrified. With fear. Yeah. The guy pukes in the, in the, the landing puking, craft. And, like, Tom Hanks is literally shaking. His they hand... Got, is shaking people shaking there. Yeah. People are like saying prayers. People are crying, kissing like <clears throat> necklaces and everything like that. So you're showing what like that they're humanizing these people. Oh, they're yeah. not John Wayne. No. Tom no. Hanks isn't John Wayne. Tom Hanks is your neighbor. Yeah. Your teacher, which we he find was. Out he is a school teacher, yeah. yeah. And so it there's water splashing over the over the edges. This group, uh, this ranger battalion, they're the, they're with mm-hmm. the Rangers. Their mission and they actually stuck true to it in the movie, yeah. was to land at a, at a place called Point du Hoc, scale this giant cliff. With people raining with down. With people raining fire all yeah, over them. like machine guns everywhere and mortars and, and everything. And and the German defenders at this place, so this is where you're going to get your history lesson because it's just what I do. Yes. Um, they literally had spent a long time training their machine guns, their artillery, to exact firing positions. mm and so in the movie and in real life, when that when that bay door lets down, now the landing craft stopped too far out. They couldn't mm-hmm. get in close enough. Yeah, because of all the because of all the tank traps, and yeah. they misjudged the tide and everything else. Mm-hmm. So that thing goes down, and that scene that happens, where just half of them just immediately yeah. sets up the rest of the, what's about to happen. The rest of the scene, mm-hmm. that thing goes down, and people are just literally cut in half in front of you. Yes. There's no way you're getting off the front of that boat. No. And they people don't. Start, yeah, people start jumping off the side. And that makes it worse. Uh-huh. Because they're heavy, they can't get out of their yeah. packs, you and see they drown. People, yeah, you see people drown, other people struggling to get out of it, getting shot in the water as <laughs> struggling. And it was absolutely, you know, for somebody who hasn't seen this kind of a World War II movie, because you see The Longest Day and A Bridge Too Far uh-huh. and Where Eagles Dare and all these other movies back Bridge in the day. Bridge over River Quad. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see this. This is your first... This is your first, and I think it's the first war movie that shows this. Yeah. 
and at least get, World War II, because uh, yeah. Vietnam, they already had that, because <clears> it was in our living you had, room. Yeah, you had that in your living room. But you had, you had Platoon and all those movies. That World showed War II, you got to remember, a lot of these people are your heroes. They're, they're heroes. Mm-hmm. And you see these heroes are just 19-year-old kids yeah. who that door goes down, and they're just cut in half. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really jars you for what's about to happen for the next 25 minutes. Yes. Um. And you're right. These guys don't go running up the beach. Mm-mm. They crawl. They hide. They cry. Yeah. One of the most poignant moments was seeing the guy walking around. Looking for his arm. And then he picks it up and just keeps walking around. Yeah. Total shock. Total shell shock, yeah. And he's got he's got his arm in his hand. And he's just walking around. Uh-huh. Uh, and then another scene where they're laying there on the beach and he's grabbing the radio operator, like telling him what to do. Yeah. And, and he, he grabs him once and he comes back and, his, and his face is yeah, gone. Yeah, his face is exploded. Yeah, yeah it's just gone. Um, yeah, and it's I not remember, like it's I not, remember that one. I remember. I always remember the guy that like gets shot in the helmet and he takes it off. They're like, "You lucky son of a bitch!" And then gets shot again and dies. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's not. None of this is is your like you mentioned. None of this is your John Wayne death. No, none of it's heroic. No, you know nothing it's, heroic they're, is happening. Here. Yeah, they're heroes, but they don't have that heroic death where you're shot five times, you keep going, and you take and you out get that 10. grenade thrown up over yeah. the wall, and these people fall over. They're you know. That one guy that's got his intestines, his intestines hanging out. And he's trying to hold him. Yeah, and call and the one for kid mom. Cry, crying for his mom. Yeah. I mean, that really hits you hard. Yeah. As an audience member. And, and one scene I always like, too, is, you know, there's an explosion, and Tom Hanks can't hear anymore for a few seconds. Oh, yeah, seconds. so it's a ringing. Yeah, there's this ringing, but also, I love how it's water, but there's also red in it, so he's probably got, like, ten guys guts all over him and everything yeah. like that and yeah. just his shell shocked look so then they finally get to this cliff and they start you know <coughs> getting back together yep they finally get it they use what's called a bangalore torpedo to blow yeah, up the blow barbed up. wire they rush up the beaches finally off the cl- up up there and they start clearing it out has barry pepper like go out <coughs> and like try to do the sniper shot yeah um and one of the most interesting scenes is that they're clearing out one of the bunkers these guys come running out and they start yelling in what sounds like German, uh-huh. but it's not German. It's Italian. No, it's what? like Czech. It's Czech. Okay. And they are actually what they're saying oh, yeah, is, Czech. yeah, you know, we're we're not Nazis. We're just Czechs. We were blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> shoot them, and then they like say, "I'm trying to wash my hands." Yeah, they just blow them away. Yeah. and keep going. Um, that and then like they just let the guys like burn that they do. Yeah, they they. They toss a flame grenade or something into a into mm-hmm. a bunker, and the guys come out on fire. And instead of doing the humane thing, so to speak, and shooting um, them, they're just like, eh, yeah, let them burn, let them burn. Um, but it's really it's really a horrible way to start a movie. Yeah, <laughs> but eventually they get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, they start to rally themselves up, uh, and so to set the scene of what's actually going on. D-Day is June 6th. On the night before, so June 5th, June 6th, we Americans and British drop paratroopers in behind the beaches. And it didn't work, and they got scattered everywhere. They're scattered everywhere, which Mm -hmm. actually was a benefit. It caused more chaos than it was supposed to, and it was weird. But but it wasn't on purpose. But it wasn't on purpose. Um, It's kind of like Deadpool. They didn't look at... Deadpool 2, they didn't look at the weather patterns. Yeah, exactly. Didn't look at the weather patterns. Um, So there's paratroopers scattered everywhere Mm -hmm. behind these beaches. Um, and we find out that one of these paratroopers in the 101st Airborne has lost 
five of his brothers? Four or five, yeah. Four or five and, like, of his brothers. They have That's this all. they have this wonderful scene where like you see everybody in like the war department, you know, mm-hmm. doing letters. Yep. And um you hear all this voiceover, you know, of all the captains and generals <laughs> and everything like that saying, You're person did this he was so brave he fell at this he always talked about you and you see this one woman starting to see something yeah and then they and she um, like grabs it and, and rushes she gives off. it to dale die who yep. was actually the like veteran person that put him through boot yep. camp um and then he sends it to um brian cranston who i which is i forgot he was in it until yeah, I'm I'm like, oh, it again. Look, walter white okay yeah so he gives it and you find out that all of this guy's brothers are have died are either this day, like the day before, or sometime yeah. soon, and the mom is getting all... All of them at once. All of them at once. So there's only one brother left of five. So I think it was four brothers that yeah. were killed. Yeah, there's this one private James Ryan uh-huh. that's alive. That's all that's left. Yeah. Somewhat based on reality, mm-hmm. because there was a group of sailors in the Pacific that were five brothers, the Sullivan yeah. brothers, mm-hmm. went down on one ship and all of them died. Yeah. Um... As a matter of fact, it changed Navy policy on what they can families do. Yeah. sailing together. So they decide, you know what, we got to get this kid out of here. The War Department decides. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, those letters, I had a chance to read some of those recently because my, my dad's biological dad was killed in, in action. Mm-hmm. And I had a chance to read them. He was killed in um, 1944, and he wasn't officially declared dead until 1949 or 1950. So there's numerous letters coming back. Hey, we're still looking for him. We don't know where he's at. Mm-hmm. So officially in 1950 or so. But it was it's, it's very interesting to read those letters. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they decide, well, you know what? We're going to give them to this group of rangers, Tom Hanks' group. Mm-hmm. And their job is to go ahead of the American advance, mm-hmm. find this group of paratroopers, mm-hmm. find this James Ryan, James Francis home. Ryan, yep. and send him home. Yeah. He's, he's going home. They're going to make a big deal out of this, too, because this is going to be a national story. Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. This kid's coming home. And so they're like, uh, you know, Tom Hanks' group goes, um, okay, I guess, you know, whatever we got to yeah. do. Like, Ed Burns' character doesn't really want to do this. No. He I, thinks it's stupid from the beginning. <clears throat> and I get that from their standpoint. Yeah. They're going to go risk their lives for this one kid mm-hmm. who they don't even know if he's alive or not. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it's one thing to, you know, no one wants to die, but it's one thing to die fighting for this cause or trying to save America, you know, but to die for a guy that you don't know seems a little different. Right. You know, if it was your brother. Sure, you're going to go fight for him. Yeah, your friend, you know, your kid, something like that, but just some schmo you don't know that's, what's the difference between him and the 70 guys I just literally stepped over his dead body and come here? So this, they begin their trek inland Mm -hmm. to find this kid. Meet up with Ted Danson. Meet up with Ted Danson at one point, um, who says, it's not me, it's not my guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, they do have a a, a Ryan, Yeah, but it's not that Ryan. Mm -hmm. So, oops, sorry, not you. That was was the Nathan Fillion role. Yeah, that was Nathan Fillion Fillion role. (laughs) They told him it was, you know, all your brothers are dead, and he's crying. And 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 he's like, I don't understand how all of them are dead, he's eight. Yeah, (laughs) and they're like, wait a minute, you're not James Francis Ryan of (laughs) Iowa? No. No, I'm James Francis Ryan of Philadelphia, Philadelphia or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, Can I still go home bitch. though? <laughs> so, you know, one of the one of the most interesting scenes here was as they're marching around, they come into this countryside and they see a German pillbox. Mm-hmm. Like a little fortress. 
and there's this big scene about should we assault this fortress or you know there's only six of us let's just go yeah, around let's it. go around it there, we're in a huge field <clears throat> yeah where we can go if around we go it. over there they're, <laughs> they're not, not gonna get anything. us yeah. and we're not gonna get them we'll just go about our separate ways but tom hanks is like no if we don't get it some Someone, other poor fool yeah. is gonna die here mm-hmm. so they decide to get it yeah and, of course, one of them dies there. Yeah, their medic, Giovanni Ribisi. Giovanni Ribisi dies there. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, it's a very tragic death, too, because he was a medic, you know? Yeah. And he died, you know, he He's dies, trying to save himself. Yeah, he dies pretty horribly. He's trying to figure it out. And everybody's yeah. pissed now again more at Tom Hanks. Jane, wasn't it Miller? Is Miller. Name? Private yeah. Miller. Private or not, Miller. not no. Lieutenant Miller. Yeah. Captain Miller. Captain Miller, yeah. So um, they're kind of pissed at him because they're like, we didn't need to do this. They lost one of their own. So right. now we're down another one. So we just paused it a second ago because we had a brief little glitch. I hope it picked back up. If it didn't, I apologize. Yeah, but we should be good. But we should be good now because I'm watching our timers and they're pretty close to right on. Yeah. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> now there's a big fight. One of the guys is like, fuck this. I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. And there's a big fight between Tom Sizemore's character mm-hmm. and this Everybody's- guy and everybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they're just fighting over. And this is where as they're fighting, Tom Hanks is not saying anything. Uh-huh. Now, keep in mind, they fought in North Africa and Italy together as well. Yes, they've been together for a long time. They've seen right. a lot of fighting. Right. So, But nobody really knows what Tom Hanks' character and they, does. And through this whole thing, they've had a bet about what he does. What does he do? Who he is, everything like that. And so, as they're fighting, Tom Hanks goes, what's the pool up to? Mm-hmm. And everybody now, just kind of stops. Has this seen before or after um, Vin Diesel dies? Is Vin Diesel already dead too? He was killed by the sniper, wasn't he? Yeah, no, like yeah. when he's trying this to is, save the little kid. This is after. This is before. This is before. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. Before. I'm pretty sure this is before. Yeah, I think. <laughs> um, I'd have to sit down and look at it again. But anyway, he says he just simply says, "What's the pool up to?" And everybody just kind of stops mm-hmm. and kind of stares at him. He goes, "What's the pool up to?" And they they said it's up to whatever. And he goes, "I'm a school teacher." Mm-hmm. He likes gardening. Just I like gardening. I like to garden. I like to do this. I like to do that. Got a wife at home. And everybody just kind of stops and sits and listens for a minute. Mm-hmm. And this scene, is, for whatever reason, really gets to me every oh, time. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is why <clears throat> Tom Hanks won two Oscars. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if it was one of those things like, well, he's won enough. He doesn't need to. Probably won two more because he could have mm-hmm. easily won for this. He could have easily won for Castaway. In I, two I years. still think he should have won for this. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things. <clears throat> I know a person that never liked Tom Hanks and he always made the good point that he was the biggest star. So, of course, he got the best role so but i mean like he just brings this humanity to this moment right here you're right talking about how he's he's a school teacher he's he's got the same profession you and i have right he's not a soldier he's, he's not just trained. a guy he's just a guy and all he wants to do is go home i just want to go home to my wife i want to go home to my wife i want to garden i want to yeah. garden on the weekend and i want to teach you know and it's no different than us i want to go home i want to watch netflix yeah and i want to play with my kids and, and this, i want to see my wife this moment really struck me in this movie oh yeah i mean we've got all the gore and everything else before and that's all horrible yeah it's horrifying but but the the personification of this moment really strikes me yeah and from here on out you really see these characters as something different Mm -hmm. or at least i do yeah um and they're not just soldiers anymore they're people yeah because like i again it's one of those things and another thing to watch and read is five came back about yeah i've seen that um, people that went to World War Two, yeah, like the, the actual directors, directors. The, yeah, and you know, God, it changed them, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, and this whole thing was again, they weren't, they were super soldiers. John Wayne could always kill the person. Oh yeah, um, you know, David Nevin knew what to do. Yeah, um, 
you know, all these movies. They always, you know, Steve McQueen jumping over the barricades yeah. in Great Escape. They were not men. They were super. They're superheroes. They were like the superheroes that we have now. But this movie, it's like, no. They're this just teachers. This guy was a teacher. This guy is like me. Yeah. I'm a teacher. You know? Yeah. What um, could I do at that? You know, I couldn't imagine doing something like I, this. I think about my dad's biological father who was killed over there. Yeah. He he did not have to go. No. Because something about he was on a farm and he was not going to be drafted. His other brothers were. Mm -hmm. But he was not going to be drafted because of this, that, and the other. But he chose to go because he believed that if it wasn't, you know, somebody else would have to die if he didn't. Mm -hmm. You know? And... And it's kind of that moment in this film as well. Yeah. Where he's like, I have to be here. Mm-hmm. You know? And he says so... And the, he gives a long speech and says, like, you know, so if... I don't know what it's take going to take to get me back to my family, but I'm gonna if saving it. this kid yeah. is what get what does it, then okay. that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> they kind of rally around this moment. Mm-hmm. And they push forward. Um, they come across another de- detachment of mm-hmm. another group of paratroopers, again... Not Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. So not now, is him. this the scene where, like, another scene I think is unheralded in this is when they're looking through all of the um, dog tags, right? Like Paul Giamatti yeah. says, you know, here's the dog tags you can yeah. see. And they've just, by this point, they've become numb to this. So they're just making fun of all the dog tags of these people that yeah. are killed. And then who is it that comes by and just yells at them? Is it Hanks? <clears throat> I can't remember. Who I can't it is. remember who it was now, but, but I know like um, it's Adam Goldberg that's doing yeah. this, and they're it's Adam Goldberg and like Ed Burns, you know, they're kind of the assholes of yeah. it. Yeah, um, and they're just going through, and they pan over when they're doing this, and you see all these other paratroopers banged up, you know, got this ho- hollowed out, faraway look in their eyes that mm-hmm. are just watching them, just nonchalantly going through. Yeah, their buddies' dog yeah, tags, dead dog tags, and like not showing any kind of respect, and that was just. Another scene because, again, Tom um, Spielberg doesn't – Spielberg and the creators of this don't show that they were perfect. You know, Right. The Allied, the U.S. troops, they weren't super clean. They weren't angels. No. You know, in a lot of movies, they're angels. They wouldn't oh, do no. anything bad. They're on the right side of history, yeah, but <clears throat> they're atrocities. the crap. Yeah, they, they're – numb to this and that's what this is showing are these guys bad people they want other people to be dead no but after seeing so many people killed you kind of get numb to it and that's where these guys are there's another movie i want to say it's the big red one where a bunch of replacements come in now replacements are soldiers who come in to replace the guys who've been killed Mm -hmm. and and the people who've been together originally are like we're not even going to learn your name because you'll be dead in five days yeah and that's kind of this attitude right here it's like well we have to stick together, and I guess that's how we're going to do it. Uh huh. It's not that they're bad guys. This is just how they cope. Yeah. So, again, don't find James Francis Ryan here. Um, and one of my favorite scenes is they go into a town, and they're walking through some alleyways, and they sit down for a minute. And they're just sitting down in, like, an alleyway. It's raining. Mm-hmm. It's just pouring down rain. And one of them leans against the wall or something. And the wall collapses. Mm-hmm. And inside the building is like six Germans. Uh-huh. And there's these six guys out in the alleyway, and they're just both sides are just screaming at each other. Not understanding what each other's <clears> saying. Nobody understands anybody. And then all of a sudden, shots just ring out. Mm-hmm. It turns out there's another group of American paratroopers that came in above them on another level yeah. and just opened up. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what's going on at the time. It's just pure chaos. Yeah. 
but I love that scene as well because that shows this fog of war. Yeah. They're literally on the other side of that wall right there. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know it. And you have no clue they're there. Yeah. You guys just sat down to just take a break for a minute. Yeah, just sit down. You're tired. You've been walking all day. And now all of a sudden there's six of them and six of you and you could literally probably punch each other in the face. Mm-hmm. And you're just screaming. Yeah. Well, eventually they do come across another right. b- detachment. And they come across James Francis Ryan, mm-hmm. the correct yeah. James Francis Ryan of Iowa, mm-hmm. played by Matt Damon. Yes, young Matt Damon. Young Matt Damon. Skinny Matt Damon because he just did the not Jason Bourne Matt Damon. Yeah, well, he just did uh, Courage Under Fire, where he yes. played like the heroin dude. So yeah, exactly. He's really skinny, really you know, skinny. really young. Um, and they're all relieved. They're like, "Great, yeah, we found our guy. Let's get the hell out of here." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, yeah, I don't want to leave these guys. I can't leave." You know, we know they're coming to to counterattack this bridge. Mm-hmm. We got and our it. orders are to hold this bridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm not leaving my my brothers here. My brothers are dead. Yeah. These are my brothers now. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, everybody gets into another fight again. Oh, we're out of here. We found him. Blah blah blah. We can just say he's dead, or we can do whatever. You know, or didn't find him. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks is like, no, we gotta. If they're gonna stay here and fight for this bridge, so are we. Yeah, we're taking him back. Um, and the and and the preparation scene. To prepare all this is just so cool. It is. And, like, this is also Like, the good thing about this is it's very horrific. Like, Vin Diesel's dead by now. Oh, he yeah. Was yeah, we well, didn't even sniper. talk about him. Yeah. That was, um, not a her- that was not a heroic death either. No. Walking down the street and just... No, he death. tries to save the family. Yeah. And he, you know, gets the little kid and then he dies. And yeah, the family didn't even want them to be him to save the little no, girl. No, he's just dead. Yeah, so he's dead. Um, we've also missed the point where they let the one guy go. Like, oh the, yeah. Um, the German. Yeah. Jeremy Davies, who's not like really a true soldier. He's the an interpreter. He's yeah. a translator, everything like that. He lets this one guy go. Cause he's like, I will not do anything. I will leave and everything like that. Of course that comes back later. Of course it comes back. But later. you know, Haunting, but, but all these scenes, but then they'll have scenes that are very beautiful. Like when the stuff's getting ready, they have the There's scene. The music. Yeah. Where the music's playing and Tom Hanks knows French. Yeah. So he's telling them what the woman what the is saying. What the words are saying, yeah. And it reminds me so much of the same scene from Shawshank Redemption it where really they're playing does, it. It really does, doesn't it? And then there's another scene, another good monologue scene from Matt Damon where he talks about his brothers and they went and like were sneaking on yeah, they were his sneaking around brother with, who was like... Who's banging. With <laughs> was the, the with, girl. And they're like, don't do it. And he's like, that was the last time we're all together. And like yeah. the, it ends just, you know, he's like, that was the last time I saw him. That was... Yeah, and that was kind of... He left the next day. Yeah, he left the next day, and we Mm -hmm. all did this, and we all did that. Yeah, so then, you know, we get the the big scene where they're all getting ready because there's this one bridge, and they got to protect it, and... They got to hold the bridge and They know tanks are coming, and... So, to set this up, the paratroopers are are paratroopers. They don't have tanks. Yeah, they don't have any artillery at all. The Germans have tanks. Yes. Big tanks. Mm -hmm. It's like from Avengers. We have a Hulk. We have a Hulk. They have they a have, tank. They have tiger tanks. Yes. And for those of you who don't know much about World War II history, the tiger tank was as big as they get. Yes. It was a beast. Um, and so what they decide to do is to rubble up as much of the streets as they can, mm-hmm. <clears throat> force the tanks to come down this one street. Yeah, this one pike. And they're just going to do what they can to stop them there. And I love what they do because they do the thing where they take off their socks yeah. and get the sticky stuff and put bombs in it. Yeah, they so take tar already... and put it all over their yeah. socks. And and they're like, they put basically C4, C4 in it. Mm-hmm. And they're ready. Yep. They put the sniper up in the church. Uh huh. Barry Pepper. You know, yep, Barry Pepper. He's up in the church. 
And he's just going to pick them off as they come. And I love him because he's just like saying prayers as he's shooting. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, um, again, shows like the two sides of it. Here's this really nice guy. He wouldn't hurt a fly, but he's also a great sniper that is literally just mowing down people. Right. So the scene starts with basically all of them sitting in rubble. Mm-hmm. And it starts to shake a little bit. Yeah. Because here comes the tanks and here come the, the armored personnel carriers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, it's... You can only imagine just... And they do a great job of showing these guys. And again, they show their fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are armed with rifles. Yeah. And this <laughs> isn't their first battle. They've no. got through D-Day, but still, they're like, oh my god, is this the day? Yep. And the, yeah, they have rifles... They have, you know, they have the... They got Thompsons. Yeah. A, a bazooka. One bazooka. Yeah. And I mean, like, they have the, you know, advantage of they're able to set it up. They're able to fight their way. But, yeah, they don't have a tank. Yeah, eventually, they know that the tank is going to get through. Mm-hmm. It's just going to. They just have to hold this bridge long enough. Yeah. So, the infantry starts the fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sniper starts calling out where they're coming from. So, they start adjusting here and adjusting there. And... And they actually seem to be winning. Mm-hmm. Snipers picking them off from the church. Uh, he says armored personnel carry going this road. Mm-hmm. They'll run over to that road and start to fight them at that road and fight them off. And then he catches the tank coming. He's like, "Ah, oh, here comes the tank!" Yeah. And then the tank goes <clears> right the tank, towards him. And the tank sees him. And all of a sudden, the last thing you see from him is, is the it, tank it, pointed its gun. Yeah. The up. Po- you see the point of view of the sniper rifle because they keep doing that. Yeah. And the last thing you see of Barry Pepper is he puts his sniper up. Point of view, right, right into the right into the barrel of this tank. And then you just see him put his gun down a little bit, and and there's nothing it. left. Yeah, that's that, that's it. And, and it zooms out to the, the full view back where Tom Hanks is. Yeah, and, and the church tower just explodes. Mm-hmm. And so he's gone. Yeah, there's nothing left of him. And then a few of them, um, the Jeremy Davies interpreter and um, Adam Goldberg's character, yep. the Jewish guy from it. Yeah. Um, they go, and this is like I think the most horrific scene. Oh my god. Of all the scenes in the movie, this scene bothers me more than anything me else. Me too, because there's the guy that the interpreter let go. And yep, and he's a big dude. Yeah, they're all out of bullets. You know, Adam Goldberg and this so guy. So he, he out rushes of back to go get more. Yeah, and he gets there, but he like the interpreter gets too scared and he can't go up there. So they're fighting, you know, hand, hand to hand. hand. And he get the German gets on the Nazi gets on top of Adam Goldberg, takes out his knife, and Adam Goldberg just plead, no, no, don't do this, and he's just going shh. And you literally see the knife so slow. go in, like centimeter by centimeter, and, and the see... strength just gives away. Yeah, and this it's... scene bothers the oh, shit out so of me. It's so horrible. Kill me any other way. Don't have a knife oh, slowly God. go into me as you're looking at the guy killing you, and you can't do anything. And and it's just and you hate Jeremy Davies at this point. Oh, you so do, much. don't you? Not only did Especially... he let this guy go. Especially once he walks past Jeremy Davies on the way out yeah, and, and he's basically like, hey, smiles. Yeah. And kind of nods his head and keeps walking. Yeah. I don't think you see whatever happens to that Jeremy. Yeah, you do. Do you? Um, yeah, you do. Yeah, because Jeremy Davies right. shoots him. You're right. Jeremy Davies shoots him. Finally shoots him. Finally does. End. Yeah. After everybody else <clears throat> is dead. But yeah, that is the, like, in a movie that is horrific. That is that horrific. Is, that is the scene that bothers me the it, worst. Me too. Because it's like this knockdown drag out fight. Yeah. And, and then just, all of a sudden. It just Just ends, slowly. Yeah. Oh, I hate that scene. Oh, God. It just, ugh. Yeah. But, um. So, yeah, so, they're down that guy. I love the tank finally shows up. Uh-huh. Some no-name, it's not from, from Tom Hanks' group, Yeah, runs out with one of the sticky bombs, <laughs> and he's going to stick it on the tank, and it blows up yeah, in his hand. Yeah, it doesn't make it quite far enough. It just blows up in his hand. Uh-huh. So he's gone. Gone. 
Eventually, somebody gets it, gets it on the tank. Mm-hmm. I think it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Or is it Ryan? It might be. No, I think it's Tom Sizemore, isn't it? Maybe. Because I think that's the last thing he does before Yeah, Sizemore gets shot as he puts it on. Yeah. So he puts it on, it blows the tank. Mm-hmm. It doesn't blow it up, like but you see it, in movies, yeah. but it sets it on fire. Yeah, and now it's still kind of rolling, <clears throat> just kind of banged up. Yeah. And by this time, Tom Hanks has been shot, too. Yeah, he's been shot. Uh, by this time, Ryan is crying in the corner, too. Yeah. Um, and their orders are to blow the bridge if they're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. Well, the plunger to blow the bridge is out there, mm-hmm. out in the open. And Tom Hanks is like, well, I got, we're about to lose this bridge because everybody's dead. Yeah. There's no one left. There's like nobody left. So he runs out to get it. Gets he's shot, shot numerous times. And you know, and right as the, he sits down to blow the pump to blow it, here comes the reinforcements from yeah. the American side. But like, their tanks. Yeah. But like the worst part is he's dying and he's got just his pistol at this point. Yeah, and he's just like and you just pop. yeah. And you just see him like just clicking because he's out of he's even shot all the bullets. Yeah, he's got nothing. And then um yeah, the good guys come Get their tanks away. and start to fight across. And then the very end of the movie. Because, again, this whole time you think Tom Hanks makes you it. You think it's Tom Hanks? Yeah. You're like, how is he? He's he's pretty fucked up at this he's, point. He's pretty messed up. Yeah. But, you know, like, there's okay. the reinforcements. Okay, yeah, John okay. Wayne moment, I guess. Yeah, he's going to live. And then... And then it comes they, back to the old man. No, but before... No, before that. the One yeah. of the, like, most heart-wrenching points, he just has Tom Hanks... I mean, um, Tom Hanks has Damon, Ryan, go down. Mm-hmm. And he just says, last breath, earn this. Yeah. Earn it. Yeah, he said earn it or something like that. He says earn this, and then he says earn it. <clears throat> yeah. And then he dies. And I couldn't imagine having that on your life. My God, could you imagine living that, living with that moment the rest of your life? Where you're just like, I have to be good. And then, like, the scene that always gets to me, you know, makes me emotional is he goes to his wife and his kids, and he goes, was I a good man? Did I earn this? God, I ball my eyes out every time yeah, that scene comes up. You know, if you want to see me cry, show me this movie and I get to that scene. Yeah. And so many people are like, I don't like the ending of this movie because it's so it. emotional. It's like, it works because you got to think. beautiful. Yeah. You got to think, you know, this guy has lived with this his whole life. Yeah. Everybody died for me. And, and did I make it worth it? We have to, we have to step back just a little bit because it cuts back to the old man. Uh-huh. And everybody's kind of stood back because he's clearly found the grave he wanted. All of his yeah. family has stood back. And they're watching. And all of a sudden, he falls. Uh-huh. And just starts crying. And they come race, racing out to him. Mm-hmm. And he's just bawling. And then it shows who he's in, whose grave yeah, he's in front Miller. of. it's Miller. It's Miller's grave. And uh, he, he says, "Did I? am I worth it? Did I earn it? Am I a good man? Yeah, am I a like, good man? And I couldn't wow. imagine. Because even like in a day-to-day life, you think that. Am I a good dad? Am I yeah. a good worker? Do I deserve what? But I to have. have that hanging on you, yeah. But to holy have, cow! I always think that like Tom Hanks's character Miller hated him so much. He's like, with my dying breath, <laughs> curse you. With I'm this. going to curse you with a lifetime of you know, but self doubt. But he couldn't have because think of all the things he said about if this is what helps me, this yeah. is what gets me, you know, blah blah. I, man, you know, I think that he understood what it took to get this guy home, mm-hmm. and. It's just, that is an emotional scene in that movie. Yeah. It is tough. It is tough to watch that scene. Yeah, it is. Um, But it it is a perfect ending to Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I don't think you could have got a better ending. No. And like I said, a lot of people in the 20 years have talked about how this is a bad ending, how it doesn't go with the rest of the movie. I don't agree. To all of you who say that, 
there's a lot of Tom Hanks movies that they do have a lot of. <laughs> I mean, um, Spielberg movies that have a third act problem. Yeah, uh, this AI, is not one of them. Minority Report is, to a certain extent. Um, War of the Worlds. A lot of movies at this time. Yeah, they had. He has to put a bow on it, but this isn't one of those times. No, nope. this is like people like it's so happy because he lives and everything. It's like this is not a happy ending. This guy has had lived with this at this point. 50 years, because this is, you know, 54 years or whatever it was. Correct. So, yeah, it's, you know, a great ending to the movie. I still think the biggest travesty of the Oscars that this didn't win Best Picture, Mm -hmm. because I watched it again just now, and I'm like, we're away from, yeah, how great the directing is. We all say how great the directing is, but people are like, it's not written as well. It's well done. It's well acted. It's well written. (laughs) It's this is well directed. So this is one of the few movies. I I am I'm not I'm not a film connoisseur quite as bad as you are. So I get on the Academy Awards sometimes because sometimes they award these artsy movies. I'm like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't anywhere near one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. So and I get it. You're not gonna, you know, maybe you're not gonna make the number one movie of the year win because that's maybe not the best movie released that year. Yeah. This is the number one movie. And the best and movie. And it was the best movie of the year. This is one of those that I get so mad about when I think back to this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this was the best movie. This was the number one movie. Yeah, it shouldn't have been close. It should have swept. Yeah, it should have. Acting, supporting acting, writing, directing, producing. Yeah, it should have. Costumes. Uh-huh. It sweeps. Um, this is this is the Lord of the Rings, the, t- the, the, the Return of the King. Return of the King, yeah. Because it should have. You know, Lord of the Rings really brought... I really, honestly, should have won all three years, mm-hmm. but they were like, you know, we're just, we're just going to give it to, it to everybody. The yeah, um, but this is what this the Lord of the Rings. This this is what should have happened yeah. to Saving Private Ryan. And I wonder if it would have won if it came out in ninety nine. De- no, December. Oh, in December because it came out in July. Yeah. So there was six months to forget to, about it. No, not even to forget about it, but six months to really look at it, like. The thing that won, Shakespeare in Love, came out at the end of December. I couldn't stand that movie. But it's okay. You're you've been married twenty five years. You look at your wife. You still love her, but you're like, God, I wish she'd stop farting in her sleep. <laughs> and she needs let's to get. Stop, let's stop the Dutch ovening. <laughs> yeah. And she needs to get that thing in her tooth fixed. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Why she always nag me versus that Holy person you cow, just started dating was, with dating that, that day she's the beautiful she's perfect she can't do anything wrong that was you know shakespeare in love it just came out oh i love this movie and saving private ryan came out 6 months now, ago so you could pick at its little thing but now 20 years later yeah i look then, at shakespeare in love and i go oh god that movie's bad yeah. i don't like it at all now okay i get it Some no people it, do. it has it's not bad. aged well at all saving private ryan to this day ages beautifully, beautifully. yeah and, I mean, that takes and us to what, our next step. Mm-hmm. But um, does it hold up? Yeah. 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 Number one, it's <laughs> it's about World War Two, so it's not like oh, look at like the funny clothes they're wearing, or look no. at look it's at how giant piece. his phone is, or yeah. what's wrong with the car, or um, it's a period piece, so it holds up perfectly. Yeah. What was what was I watching not that long ago? Oh, the first Mission Impossible, and okay. you watch that now when he gets online, and it is the funniest thing because he's <laughs> trying to do all this hacking stuff, and it's just like they never had it at that point. We never had this ever, yeah. and it's just bad. But this movie doesn't have that because no. it's already a period piece. So yeah, and it is, not not only is it a period piece, it is exceedingly accurate. Yeah, as yeah, a period piece. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this. Begat a whole 
you know, generation of if it wasn't for Saving Private Ryan, we wouldn't have Honor Flights. We wouldn't have had no. the greatest generation. We wouldn't have had, like I said, a band n- of brothers. Yeah, which is just as good as this. Oh, it's, it's my favorite. I, it's right up there. Yeah. Along with the Pacific, which wasn't as good. Which it wasn't as good, but, but I'm also not a Pacific theater guy. Yeah. So. so, I mean, like, this did so much. So, yeah, of course, it holds up. It Like, we talked last week about Die Hard and how it changed um, action films. This changed World, World War II, II films. films. This, this changed other, war think films. About, think about this. Okay, so Saving Private Ryan comes out. Without Saving Private Ryan, I'm going to even go a step further. Do we have the video game Medal of Honor? Or Call of Duty, no. or Battlefield 1942. Yeah. Or no, we don't. Yeah, this, I don't think we do. No, this started that whole thing up again. It did. Even I mean, I I think back to this video game I used to play called Medal of Honor, mm-hmm. Allied Assault. Yeah. It starts with the D-Day beach scene. Yep. So many of them do. And it, it, without this movie, it, we don't it, have those. No, we don't have those. And think of what Call of Duty's turned into. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it, this but it holds started up. so much, and it holds up so well. Mm-hmm. Watching it. When I watched it the other day, you can't it's tell it's just years as old. good as it was twenty years ago. No, yeah, it's you can't tell it's twenty years old. Um, the only the only reason you can tell is like, man, Nathan Fillion's young. Nathan man, Fillion's look at young. how small Finn Diesel is. <laughs> yeah, that's the only well, way you can tell. Look at this. This is when Edward Burns was a star. That is the only way you can tell. Yeah. So the next thing is, what's your favorite scene? What's the best scene of this movie? I mean, there's so many. It's one of those. Th- it's like when we did Dark Knight. We yeah. said it's Joker. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great scenes. It's D-Day. It's D-Day. It's the uh, it's like doing Psycho and trying to say any other scene but the shower. The shower scene, scene yeah. It's not going to happen. This is no. in the you know annals of history of being one of it, the greatest scenes ever. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's the it's, D-Day, it's scene. The D-Day scene. There's no question in my mind. It's a scene that gut punches you as soon as you sit down. Yep. Yeah, and you're it, you're still sitting down, getting your coke ready, your popcorn, and there you don't it touch is. them. And and I mean, there are stories, and I believe it, of people, of veterans who had PTSD watching yeah. this, crying, shaking, couldn't do it, and not just veterans. I know people who went and saw this film uh-huh. and had a hard time getting through it. Yeah, not a combat veteran. Yeah, just a hard time. Um, but it's so funny because it's why wow. I, I watched it with my older daughter because mm-hmm. I thought she was ready for yeah, it. I wanted to show her about time or I thought I'm like, I don't know if she'll make it through this. I'm like, if you don't want to watch Uh-oh. this, hang on a minute. Is it still going? Yeah, I think oh, we're okay. still going. Okay. We're still at the same we're, time. We've had a lot of computer issues, but I said, if you can't make it through this, we'll turn it off. I'll watch it by myself. But this is a really good movie. This is how it was. She made it through the D-Day scene. Okay. She like, <laughs> I'm out. When it started getting emotional, when the mom <laughs> falls over crying, she couldn't handle. So she taps out when Ryan's mom gets the five, yeah. the four letters. She couldn't handle the when emotion. Car, yeah, when the car oh pulls up and she, you know, and, and this is that, again Spielberg and Janusz Kaminski shooting it. It's beautiful, long, long, long driveway. Shot. Yeah, and just you know, a long shot with everything in silhouette, and you don't hear anything. You just see her slump over while they're telling the Could, story. Could you imagine standing, and we, we kind of bypassed that scene a little bit. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine standing in your kitchen, and you look up and you see the army car driving down the driveway? Which you already know it's a bad You know sign, what's coming. But you don't know it's coming. But you don't know that all four are coming. Yeah. So that's where my daughter's like, so I you're, She's like, I'm done. She's like, I can't do it. Yeah, I get I, that. And I said, okay, that's fine. I'm I like, get that. Are you okay? She's like, yeah, I just, I know it's. I'm done. She's like, I'm, I know it's going to get worse. It does. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it does. So It gets worse. Going up. Yep, we're fine with that. Yeah, so that's you know that's the funny thing, but yeah, I mean the best scene was 
T-Day. Is there a worst scene? Worst scene? Uh, I mean, some of the stuff in the middle, it drags a little bit. If you've seen one walking through the thing, you've seen enough. Yeah. You know, they kind of... I mean, this is this is nitpicking. I'm not saying they're bad, <laughs> but, you know... They sh- they do they kind of repeat scenes a few times. Yeah. Okay, another Ryan, another Ryan. But I yeah. think that, I think you need that in a way. You to... need it, but I mean, like, if I was gonna say because this movie's bookended by two wonderful scenes. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's hard. It's hard to pick. Yeah. Some but... some point probably in the middle maybe. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, no, I agree with you. That's this thing. The, you know, it's not a scene, but still, the thing that does annoy me about this movie is him. The transition me. at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, that's... It, it does bug me because he does break <laughs> that rule. It is a cheat. That is a cheat because from most of the movie, you think you that's think, Tom Hanks yeah, because the way that film. <clears throat> yep, the way is, that scene was done. Yeah, the film is red. Is if you transition like that kind of transition, it is the same person. So it's the same person. That's right. So that's I, 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 I guess that thing. bothers me some. Yeah, but. That's the Man. thing that bugs me. That's, but it's not I mean, It's just... Yeah. It's a moment. But yeah, we'll, just, it, it we'll always... just call that moment the worst moment of this yeah. film. How's that? Um, the next thing on our list, of course, is the champion of the film. And I don't know if I can choose it's, anybody, but... It's Hanks. It, it's got to be Hanks. He is... He brings, like we said, this... Every, <clears throat> and, like, this is what Tom Hanks is, but he brings us every manness. He does. To that You role. know, that, that moment we talked about earlier... Where he sits there and he says, "What's the pool up to?" Mm-hmm. I mean, that just instantly separates him from your John Waynes, yeah, from your your Bogarts. From yeah. I know he wasn't in he was in well, not necessarily in a World War II flick that was big, but Casablanca. Yeah, but that's not a that's <laughs> not a uh, that's not a war flick. Well, yeah, but it's it's in the war. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, you it, know, it, it separates the John the, Waynes, the, the William Holdens, the He's, William Holdens. He's one of my favorite World War II yeah. actors. The, Stalin um, 17. Richard what the hell is the other guy's name? I can't think of his name. I want to say his name's Lee something. Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Yeah, yeah. he's in a lot of them. So Jim Stewart. Yeah, it separates him from them. Yeah. Because he's now normal. Was the Tom Hanks of well, He was that. at the time, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, and he's so good in it, and he has to do so much. He has to be cold. He has to be distant. He has to be warm. He has to be inspiring. He has to be a scared. And he does all of those so well. So he does it all so well. He's great in this. You know, I really like Tom Sizemore. I think he's a good Tom Sizemore's grunt. Good. He's a good grunt. He, he plays is. a good grunt. He isn't. I mean, he's in in the grand scheme of an army, he's a nobody. Yeah, but he's a good grunt. He's yeah. a good second in command. Um, like I was, I was joking earlier. Edward Burns was big at this time. This is probably his best role. Probably his best role because you know he's an asshole, but. He's an asshole that's got a point. He does. You kind of kind of need him. him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to be Hanks. Yeah, it's Hanks, Hanks carries the film. Yeah, it's all in his shoulders, and he does a great job. There's a yeah. reason why he was the biggest star for ten years. <laughs> this, if if you don't watch this movie and understand that point, mm-hmm. then you'll never understand why Tom Hanks was a huge yeah. star. And I was watch, I was listening to some podcast not that long ago, and they're debating between. Um, Denzel and Hanks, who was the bigger star of the 90s, who was better. And they said Denzel, like, I love Denzel Washington, but no. Because I can't see Denzel Washington doing this. No, Denzel Washington can't pull this movie off. He's too big. He's too big of a personality. He can't be this. He can't be an everyman. Yeah. And that's the one thing, you know. He's tried in a couple films. Yeah. But it's not really working. It's, I mean, it's it's one of those, you know, damning with faint, faint phrase, but he's too big of a personality. Yeah. He works 
perfect in movies like Training Days, Equalizer, Equalizer, you know, things like yeah, that. Anything, you know, but the movie he just does, wouldn't work here. He wouldn't work here. I mean, even if there he, could be color, a yeah, you know, color guy, apart, yeah, color apart, yeah. Um, but he is the champion of this film. He was so yeah. great in this, and I mean, so this is during that. Wow, look at the like run Tom Hanks is on from, I would say, um, Sleepless in Seattle, mm-hmm. League of Our Own, League of Our Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, um, Apollo mm-hmm. Thirteen, Saving Private Ryan, Castaway. Holy shit! Yeah, um, <laughs> Tom Hanks's great great grandchildren are set. Yeah, but I mean, just that is like that's like Michael Jordan and his six championships in a row. And, and you're leaving out all the other things he's done in there. Like, but I mean, these there's no movies in between these. No, 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 what I'm saying is like... He did also, that thing you do in between all this. No, I mean, like, like some of the stuff he's done on the side, like working with Spielberg on other projects. Yeah, he's the producer, he's the producer of, 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 Band of, of Brothers. Band of Brothers and the Pacific and... From Earth to the Moon. <clears throat> Earth to the Moon. And they're also working on um, a movie about the U.S. 8th Air Force, which yeah. is the Air Force over Europe in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, they're but working I mean, on a miniseries about that. Yeah, but I mean, just <laughs> that, like, no bad movies in that. That's, no. That's like a baseball player hitting a thousand for a season. <laughs> yeah. Like, he never strikes out. I yep. mean, that was crazy. And, you know, I would go back to big, but in between those, there was also Joe Ver the Volcano. Yeah, Joe Ver the Volcano was in uh, there. Money but... Pit, Bonfire of the Vanities. So not all great movies back then. Yeah, but, but, but once know, he hit League of Their, League own, of their own, it was sleep, just a yeah. knockout. Except for You've Got Mail. That's well, the one bad one. But, I still enjoyed it. Oh, it's not. It's movie. not great. It doesn't hold up for the rest. So, of them. Yeah, but that but he's the champion of this film. And who would you Tom recast Hanks. in this film? Who would I, I only re- have one recast. Who would I recast? I have one recast. I don't know. I'm trying to think. You can't recast. I I leave Hanks as Hanks. Yeah. The only and like he did a really good job, but you didn't really know any of the other ones. Like you kind of knew him, but they weren't big stars. Like when Ted Danson showed up, even at that time, I'm like, holy shit, it's Ted Danson. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, cool. Maybe him? I don't know. Who Who would you do? <clears throat> um, So Matt Damon was James Francis Ryan, the correct uh, one. No, it's got to be Nathan Fillion. Come on. <laughs> You're giving Nathan Fillion that? <laughs> I give it to Nathan Fillion. Um, now, who would be a good Ryan today? I got I got a name for you. You got a name for me. So it's yep. got to be kind of an every person as well. Somebody who can kind of blend in. Because like you said, Damon was getting bigger. He just won his Oscar, but he wasn't household name. Well, I'm not even going that way. I'm thinking just oh, a okay. person that... Just a person... That people... It can rub people the wrong way. Oh. Um, who's yours? Zac Efron. Okay. He would be a great Ryan. Okay. Maybe, maybe not with like... Did you see Baywatch? He was freakily, you know, ripped in that movie. It was yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Like, if he lost some of that, but just like an everyman, but this pretty boy, all-American, Troy Barnes from, you know, High School Musical. High School Musical, yeah. And he's Ryan. Because... because well, you can, he's the pretty man. He's the pretty boy. Mm-hmm. So you would put him to the side. You would, you know, treat him special. You'd yeah. make people mad about him. Mm-hmm. And he'd just be so good in that. I, and then, you know, have I, a neighbor's uh, reunion and have Seth Rogen play the... Adam Goldberg role. I don't know what role I would put him in, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it wouldn't work. But I'd be interested to see the experiment. I would be interested to see the experiment of Hugh Jackman in this somewhere. Who, I, he, I don't know where he'd be, but he'd be an interesting experiment. He could be the grunt. He could be Tom Sizemore. Well, I don't know. He's not quite big enough because like, Tom. One of the things that works with Tom Sizemore is he's, he's a big, big guy. Yeah. So like a John Cena would work there. Yeah, John Cena. I mean, you know. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. He would. But I'd like to see a Hugh Jackman. I just don't know where you'd put him. You'd have to put him in the Ted Danson role. You almost like, would have to. Oh, look, it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, look at that. There's Hugh mm-hmm. Jackman in the role. 
or you could put him as um, you could put him where toward the beginning when we had um, when we had Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Yeah. yeah, he'd be good there. Yeah, he'd be good there too. Um, Brian Cranston could do the Tom Hanks role. Brian Cranston could do the Tom Hanks role now. I'd still give it to Tom Hanks. I but... still would give it to Tom Hanks. <laughs> but he could. I think he could do that. Like if you're yeah. if you're recasting everybody, he he can play that. I think yeah. every man. I agree. So I guess the last thing to do is: Would you rent the film? I own Again, it. you buy it. Yeah, I own it. That's it's another one there. I own. Yeah, um, you have to buy this film. Yeah, this <clears throat> to me. So obviously, I'm a World War II guy. Anyway, in case you couldn't tell my by my bookshelves up there, um, this to me ranks among the two or three World War II films that are must sees by right, what, everyone. What are your other ones? Schindler's List is a must. See, I don't, I don't consider that a World War II <clears throat> film. I do. I hold it very, very high on the ranks there. But like, like I'm thinking war films, so it's okay. It's 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 at the same period. But so if you're talking about films you have to see that are about the actual conflict of World yeah. War Two, I put this in mm-hmm. there. I put Bridge Over the River Kwai. Yep, that's one of mine. I put and and you can choose one of the next two. You can either do A Bridge Too Far or The Longest Day. Mm-hmm. Both of them very good epic movies. See, like The Longest Day doesn't hold up after you watch. No, Saving it doesn't. Ryan. So, so I probably one put problem. The Bridge yeah. Too Far in there. And I'm waiting for them to make a better version of Bridge Too Far. I as well. It's it's, it's good. Due. It's it's, due. it's good, but I don't think it's as this, good as Bridge Over. The story needs told. Now, my my grandfather was in the operation at Market Garden, which is a Bridge Too Far. Yeah, he was in the 101st, and they were the first unit that the British got to. The first of the three paratroop drops, mm-hmm. and he said they were so late that they almost fired on the British. Yeah, that's how late they were. Now, anybody who doesn't know, that basically. I mean, the British Airborne that was dropped the furthest of the three, they were wiped off the face of the earth. Yep. Um, but, so, I, I'm waiting for them to redo that one. So, I'd have Saving Private Ryan, Bridge Over the River Kwai. We'll go with Bridge Too Far. Uh-huh. And I might even throw Memphis Bell in there. Memphis Because we don't have a good air, flim, yep. air film in there. Mm-hmm. So, I'd throw them in there. Yeah, Midway's not good enough. Midway's not of the snuff of... The of, r- other ones, yeah. Of Bridge um, Over the River Kwai and so, Longest Day and... Um, Mine, Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Bridge Over the River Kwai, because, God, that's a great you movie. You have to see that movie. Um, probably my third one. It's a little less known. Stalag 17. Stalag I love 17 Stalag is good. 17. It's very good. Um, another one that I, you know, it kind of off to the side would be Casablanca. Yeah. Because, again, with Schindler's yeah. List, it's in World it's War there. II, but it's, it's there. not, there's no war, you know, characters going on. Um, another one I love is another Billy Wilder film. Two more Billy Wilder films because mm-hmm. he's my favorite. He's another guy that I've literally written a book about. Okay. Um, Foreign Affair, which is right after okay. the war is over. And it's one of the first movies that actually went in because Billy Wilder was over in um, yes, World War II. he was. He was the first person to make a documentary about <clears throat> the Holocaust. It was a 22-minute movie. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that were in the treaty is every citizen had to watch his movie. And yeah. he showed what it was. And every citizen had to watch it. Yeah. So he was already over there. So he stays over there and he makes a movie in 2000, um, 1946 called yep. Foreign Affair. And it's burnt, bombed out, you know, Europe. And it's so good. But another one yeah. he did, which there's not many movies on it, um, was about General Rommel. Yep. And he made it in 1942 called okay. Five Graves to Cairo. Okay. Cairo. Sorry, I'm used to Illinois. We're in Illinois. It's Cairo. <laughs> five, gro- five graves to Cairo. And it's about, like, Rommel. And they were still fighting the war at this time. Oh, yeah. So they made up everything about this. Like, the five graves were um, 
like oil deposits so they could keep going. Yeah. But it's um a Hitchcockian kind of film where this woman's playing on both sides and Edward and um Rommel is one of the characters played by a silent film director that mm-hmm. um he worked with again in one of his classics, Sunset Boulevard. If you haven't seen that one, you would love this movie. Okay. It's I'll have to watch Graves that. To Cairo. It's really hard to find. I'll find it. But it's <laughs> I can find it. It's the yeah. internet right there. It's really good. So. I, and I think I'd be remiss to say to not mention Band of Brothers as well. We've mentioned yeah, it a Band few of, times, but you yeah, have Band to see that. Um, Great. <clears throat> Band of Brothers, to me... That'd probably a, be up in the three with oh, Bridge yeah. of the Report. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably put the other ones down yeah, yeah. a little further. Um, it holds a little bit of a special place because it follows the 101st, so I get to yeah. actually see kind of what my grandpa did mm-hmm. in, in World War II, and it follows... He was in more or less everywhere that they were. Yeah. Um, but he actually rode... He actually was in a glider battalion, so mm-hmm. he didn't just jump. They rode gliders in. Yeah. Um, but those are my, those would be my, my oh, tops. a comedy though that I love. 1942. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, the original to be or not to be by okay. Lubitsch. Okay. Um, it was a big bomb at the time, but this movie is again, it's got Jack Benny in it. Um, oh, Carol, Carol Lombard right before she dies. Uh-huh. Um, it is set present day 1942 uh-huh. in Poland. Oh. And it's about, um, this troop of actors that are trying to smuggle out um, Robert Stack, the guy that's from um, oh, yeah, Unsolved yeah, yeah. Mysteries. He played a British um, Air Force guy that gets shot you down. You know what? I've seen this. Yeah, shot down in Poland. Yes. And they're this uh, Shakespearean actor yep. in Poland. And they have to put on this play and get him out because all these like SS people are going. Yeah. And again, they're making fun of Hitler yeah. in 1942. And the balls that took. Yeah. Because at that time, we were losing. We, yeah. You know... Yeah, if they would have won, Jack Benny and Lubitsch, especially Lubitsch, because uh, well, yeah, he, he would have been dead, but Jack Benny and Carol Lombard, if she wouldn't have died, they're all, they yeah. probably all would have been killed because they're making fun of Nazis when yeah. nobody was doing that. Um, yep. Those are good so, ones. Like I said, um, if you've never seen it, it's on Netflix. Um, five five came, back. came Back, yeah. That Such was a fantastic. good documentary. I watched that on your, on your recommendation. Yeah. That was fantastic. So... Um, Hitchcock movie, Foreign Correspondence, another good one. Um, This is, God, the one with um, Cary Grant. Notorious. Notorious. Okay. fucking great. I I was, I had higher hopes for, I want to say the movie's name is Defiance with Daniel Craig. Yeah, that's not that. That wasn't very good. I had higher hopes for that. Same with Brad Pitt, as Robert Zemeckis movie. Put Fury in there. Oh, yeah, Fury's good. Fury ranks up there. I'd put it in my um, top seven. Yeah, Brad Pitt and Marion Coltiard where, like, she was, was a, bad. Yeah, I was like, I love Zemeckis. I love Pitt. But yeah, love but that Pitt. was bad. But yeah, so if you're into World War II movies, this like I've it. said, a lot of old ones. But I'm a big no, classic the old ones, movie. The old fan. ones are just as yeah. The old ones are just as good at telling a story. Uh huh. And then some really interesting ones to watch too that aren't as good, but just watch ones from like 39 and 40 where like they're really getting into it, but they're not talking about it yet. Mm-hmm. Those are good too. Yeah, I agree. So, so these are, are very good. Movies, yep. Um, if you really want to read about World War II and want to kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's light reading, mm-hmm. uh, the rape of Nanking, that's okay. light reading, mm-hmm. you know, I once read like an 800 page you can't book read that. about the siege of Stalingrad. So yeah, that's hard. Uh, the rape of Nanking is not something you can read, read and feel the same about humanity ever again. Yeah. Um, I do that when I read like CNN every day. Then, well, that's though. true too. I want to go back to Canada right now. Mm-hmm. Anybody in Canada want to take me in? <laughs> Please, I'll pay or yeah. I don't know. 
You I'll know, do your dishes. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. I'll that cook. time when, you know, the Nazis were bad. But let's not get into that. <laughs> they're, they're good guys on both sides. Yes. Um, let's not get into that. But Saving Private Ryan, great yeah, movie. Great movie. Um, next week, we're going to kind of do the a event. pivot. Yeah. A little we're, bit. We're going to do the Avengers. Going from probably the best movie of the 98 to... Now, I'm not saying the worst because this is the, still the same years as Blues Brothers yeah. 2000, Deep Rising, it's down there. Black Dog. But it's top five of it's the worst. top five down there. Yep. So and The Avengers and not the Avengers you think. No. The one with um, <clears throat> Ray Fiennes, Uma Thurman, and the um, scenery-chewing Sean yes. Connery. So, so we'll do that. Yep, and it's going to be fun. We'll see you next week. Uh, we do apologize for any skips that happened earlier in the episode. Yep. I don't... Based on the timing, it doesn't look like it missed maybe more than 10 seconds at most. After this um, is done, we're going to take out this computer in the back and shoot it and bury it. This computer's worth a little bit of money, I think. Well, we're still going to do it. Okay, fine. Uh, So this is our last podcast episode, then. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, all right, so uh, that's it for today. Have a good week. Yeah, have a good week. Enjoy. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. We'll see you next time.